Oh, we back for another one, right? <laughs> Bags are packed. Hey, Tommy, you ready? Let's go. We going in. Hey. It's the night before the cruising If I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming About this weekend, all the fun we about to have As we taking this vacation Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know it's in store Pockets and palm trees, tropical sea breeze And frozen daiquiris, oh please Thank you sir, yes I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing where we going And the good times never end Here's the five more years, drinking beers, running Pierce, thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter and the tears. But we just getting started out here. Give us a holler if you're looking, you can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas. Getting hotter as we go, cones and we united. So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruisecast show. Coming to you not quite live from myself here in Atlantic City. And Ryan in the Big Apple. We're back together. Uh, Ryan, how are you, man? I'm doing well. I missed you last week. Yeah, no, I missed you too. But then I, you know, I, I, I turn on the Always Be Booked feed and there you were. I mean flying solo and flying high you did a great job so definitely thank you for stepping in brother no worries i said let me just turn on the mic and jump into it we'll see how it goes i mean you know it, it was it was good i think i mean people seem to enjoy it so if they didn't totally uh, too bad i guess <laughs> exactly well yeah they they can have the, they can have a refund if they didn't yeah but I, I thought uh I thought you did good. I even like when you you know you were giving people a little bit of insight as to what the day to day was at the job, and you know you kind of you kind of kept in true always be booked fashion where you you know, you you went off topic a little bit, which is what I think you know I think people appreciate that you know. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I hope it I gave an opportunity for people to learn more about me, and then. I selfishly got to share all of my plans that I'm excited for uh, coming up in September. Uh, so I was planning that cruise, I think, the day before and said, why not share it with with our community? And and that's what I did and, and realized that in the, in the process, I probably drank too much because I just uh, knew about every bar and brewery in Canada, it seemed. <laughs> but hey, it is what it is. That's that's they call that field research, actual on the ground field research. And, you know, somebody's got to do it and you're out there doing it for us. I appreciate it. All right. So uh, at the top of the show, as usual, I do like to remind everybody that we do have a Facebook group. It's called the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. As we mention every week, it's where we build our community. It's where we kind of, you know, share information, share experiences with uh, each other, get questions answered. Uh, you know, we, we hang out. It's a hang, for lack of better terms. Uh, we also have the Always Be Booked, uh, the, the Instagram page. We have Always Be Booked on YouTube. And, yes, there is a Patreon. And uh, we, we, got, we did a Patreon episode last night. And um, let's just – I guess I sort of want to apologize for it. Did you get a chance to catch it? I caught it at, I don't know, 7 a.m., uh, in the bathroom, getting ready for work, and uh, <laughs> it caught me off guard. I'll I'll just say that I did not expect it, and uh, yeah, it was it was a collaborative session. You can say that. 
<laughs> that was probably happening about happening about an hour and a half before you were listening to it too. <laughs> it was uh, one of those late nights. I had the boss in town. The owner was in town, and uh, a g- another good friend of ours from the company. The boss kind of you know tapped out halfway through, but then the night went deeper into the uh, I- into the night with uh, myself, a couple of the staff members, and. Yeah, we turned the mics on. And we turned the mic on, and we let it did what it did in my hotel room. And yes, things were said. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's it's a project. Let's just say it's a project. And if 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 anybody wasn't sure of what it was uh, before, they are now. But we'll move on from that. Patreon.com slash always be booked. P a t r e o n dot com slash always be booked. It's eight dollars a month. We're not as regular as we want to be right now, but that will change soon. I have to say. So starting off, my goal today was you know I live I live here at showboat and I work in Oceans Casino and I couldn't help but notice that you know the 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 companies that run these hotels and these casinos very often time are collaborative with the cruise lines and I started seeing these signs for a complimentary MSC cruise including no you know you don't pay fees and port charges and taxes it's a completely free cruise and uh, I was like, all right, well, let me check my tier. And I was at about 2,600 points. And in order to be at the preferred level, you had to be at 3,000. So I was like, oh, what a great excuse to have to go back and hit the slots again, as we talked about last week. And that's what I did. And Ryan, I'll just say this, mission accomplished. I hit that extra tier today. And while I am not going home with any of the green stuff, I am going home with a brand new yellow card, which puts me in the uh, in the sweet spot to get myself an up to ten day complimentary MSC cruise. What do you think of that, buddy? Wow! Congrats. Is it too late for me to join? I, I I'm going down in a few weeks. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, I, I got to look up what the promo period is. Yeah, it's not booked. So. I did try to book it the minute I got there, but the office was closed. It's uh, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, I, I I broke the threshold at about 6.45. Oh, you have to book it through them. Well, no, they give you a phone number. So you go in to the casino. You tell them that, you know, I'm interested in this cruise. And they go, oh, okay, here's your brochure. And they give you a brochure. And the brochure has, you know, you could do a Vegas weekend uh, with, with comp. So you could do an MSC cruise. And they give you a phone number. So I got to make that call. I will be doing that tomorrow. And I think, you know, not this is more of a Patreon thing we talk about, but it's becoming more clear where I'm going to be after this in a few weeks. And uh, there might be a little bit of a window where I could do an eight day on the Meraviglia that uh, stops in Miami, Nassau, and Ocean Key. So, well, I mean, that let me know. might happen. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you're able to do it and you can kind of squeeze it in there, why not? Let's uh, maybe maybe take the show on the road, as they say, right? Yeah, I love the Maravilla. I mean, I, I know I made that clear clear already, and uh, gosh, I haven't partied that much in a long time. I didn't expect to get on MSC and and party at least more than what I do on other ships, and and uh, they had me out late. They had me yeah, out that, late in, to the point where I was wondering what casino games were open at 5 a.m., and there were plenty. 
<laughs> Note, no live dealers, but uh, yeah, no, any opportunity to take my money. Yeah, they were open. So yeah, no, I'd love to get on the Maravilia again. It was, it was great. I got to check out that offer. I'll be down in AC pretty soon. And I got to, uh, I guess, sign up and start accruing points. So is that like the thing? So this, and again, I've, again, this recent slot addiction is exactly that recent. So I didn't know, like they do pretty much 24 seven when they're at sea on sea days, the slots don't close. I think slots are open all night. As long as you're in international waters, I don't know. They may close it down for a period of time. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's probably in whatever the daily schedule is on board, but I know that what I was gravitating towards on the uh, Meraviglia was the automatic, uh, roulette table. And with whatever I won, I just printed out the voucher and, you know, you show up the next day and you redeem it. So there was no need for anyone to be there. And I think I was the only one in the casino at one point. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Uh, all right. So let's just, I guess, go over a couple of things that's going on in cruising right now. Uh, P&O Cruise is not necessarily, we're not the uh, end all and be all of the hotbed for breaking P&O news, but they are doing something that's kind of an interesting concept that I think is worth making note of. They're doing uh, a couple of wellness at sea cruises. That's three cruises with uh, women's health advocate, Sherry Healy and a personal stylist by the name of Kat Farmer. Kate is a blogger. She's a TV personality. She's a well-known influencer in general. She's got a blog. It's called Does My Bum Look 40? Uh, That's a loaded question, huh? Have you ever – I mean (laughs) – if you've ever been asked that question by by a woman, is is, is there really a um, is isn't it kind of risky to answer that in any direction whatsoever? I'm not answering. Whatever the get out of jail there free card is, uh, I'm using it. That that's a that is a dumb thing to answer. They're they're trying to reel you in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, does this make me look fat? How old look in this? Yeah, all of the above. Steer clear of. Um, uh, this is where I assume she takes on various lines of questioning on whether or not her bum does or doesn't look over the age of 40. She, uh, you might want to call a lighthearted documenteur who she basically takes an every woman approach to tough topics. She'll deal with health, alcohol, childbirth, body issues, but she'll do, do it in a way where it's like, you know what, some of these things that are tough to talk about and tough to bring up, she'll hey, we got to talk about this stuff. So let's, you know what, let's find some humor, find some lightheartedness in it. And then, you know, those people who do that, I think, um, you know, they, they, I, I think they're doing a very, very special service by breaking down some walls and kind of breaking down some barriers to allow people to talk about some issues that they mother- they otherwise might be uncomfortable talking about. But anyway, the two will be hosting a series of well-being and lifestyle cruises on P&O ships. These are going to be across three trips to Spain, Portugal, and the Mediterranean. They're all going to take place in 2024. Those who do book, uh, they're going to experience sort of a theme cruise type of a feel. It's going to be like a convention. It's going to cover an array of subjects surrounding the topics of health and happiness. And the research that was done by P&O suggests that one in every five Brits do not I'm sorry, they do invest more than 30 minutes. So basically the point is only 
one in every five Brits is interested or taking part in investing more than 30 minutes per week on self-care. They're going to talk about skin care, makeup, uh, wellness talks uh, and seminars, quality rest and sleep, uh, supplements. You know, listen, this sounds like they're going in clearly a little bit more of a women's direction with this. But, you know, I don't know. It's a theme cruise-ish type of a scenario. They're only committing to three of them. But uh, I don't know. I think they'll sell pretty well. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 this is. It seems like something that they would definitely do uh, stateside a lot. You, you hear a lot of the, you know women and you know people talk about you know, mental health now more than ever and the importance of you know getting the right rest and self care. I guess it can all fall under the umbrella of self care. Uh, but yeah, it's not necessarily for me or you, Ryan, but you know, what do you think? Do you think this is something that, uh, that, that might get some teeth and, you know, they, they, they only have three planned now, but do you think the, um, feedback will be good and they'll do more in the future? I, I can see it, uh, being good. I think the feedback is good. I think there's a place, uh, or uh, people that would be interested in, in this kind of event or conference type, you know, trip or. Uh, you fill a ship with like-minded people. That's always fun. And this is what's great about cruising. I mean, really, you don't need to be this kind of stereotypical cruiser. I don't even know that one exists in terms of stereotypical cruiser. I mean, th who would have thought that in the cruising space, we'd be talking about self-care and uh, wellness talks, et cetera. And, and I think, you know, Virgin kind of came out with that kind of mindset uh, and so I see maybe this as an opportunity for P&O to react to that. Uh, I think there's a space for it. I think there's a traveler uh, or, a, or a person in general that's looking for this. I can say I'm not one that uh, will be booking. Uh, but yeah, I, I could see the feedback being being uh, pretty good on, on something like this. And I don't know, with whatever skincare they're promoting, I hope they're buying my products. So. My my company's products. Absolutely. That could be like the makings of a great comedy. Me and you on that ship, we do it for market field research. And all of a sudden we find ourselves in like a sunrise yoga, uh, screaming yes, girl, you know, as we, you know, do body positivity <laughs> seminars and going through the yoga and, you know, saying, you know, we're just can, pumping each other. I, I can tell you alcohol, alcohol, do they mean uh, an opportunity to drink or do they mean an opportunity to discuss uh, why it's bad? Because I don't know that they'd want me on the ship and, and for <laughs> sure I'd be taking full advantage of whatever drink package is offered. And if there was, wasn't one offered, I wouldn't be on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we like. We like the honesty. What can we say? All right. Hey, so whatever. Let, let's move on. So this is a little bit of an old story, but me and you have not, or you and I, as I should say, let's be proper, uh, since we just spoke about piano. Uh, the, the kids in the balcony, we haven't discussed the kids sitting on the balconies. Did you get a chance to check out those photos of the, um, I guess, what would they be like, preteens or teenagers sitting off the side of the balcony? Uh, that, that Those pictures went oh, viral. Oh, with their feet hanging Yeah, off? exactly. You, you caught that, right? Yeah, I didn't know it was kids, but I, I saw it briefly. Yeah, it was kids. And, you know, listen – they, the photo went viral, and it was apparently a Royal Caribbean cruise ship, which is, yeah, the, if you're the cruise line, you don't want that type of PR. But the picture was taken from a guest who was on the Oasis of the Seas, and the two kids were on Serenade of the Seas, and it looked like you know they were docked in Coco Cay in the Bahamas. And my, my feeling on it is that, yes, 
it is awful. Yes, it's it's horrible. You do not want to see that. It's hard to watch. It's hard to look at because you just get a little bit of anxiety or one false move. And you know what? There's big problems. Uh, it shouldn't be happening. The parents, you could say they probably should have done a better job of, you know, maybe knowing their kids. If their kids are apt or prone to do that type of thing, they should, you know, maybe <laughs> create obstacles or make it a little bit difficult or maybe just keep a watchful eye on them. Uh, these kids do definitely, they are kids, but they look old enough to know better uh, than what they're doing. Um, but it, having said all of that, it does kind of drive me nuts Comment culture is just the stones and wrath and everything that was thrown at, you know, these people, whether it was on their post or somebody, whatever platform it was, you would think that people who comment on things have never done. They walk on, they walk on water. They apparently don't do anything wrong. I mean, what they're calling for their heads, their parents, the kids, their kids' kids, their next of kin, nobody should be allowed to cruise in that family ever again. Now, what? let me ask you, what should be the repercussions to this family, Ryan? Remind me, their feet were hanging off, but under the railing, no? Or they were on the railing? I'm going to take a look at it right now. Kids. Because, I mean, if it's something dangerous, I can see being concerned enough to report it. Oh yeah. And even if you're on the the ship next door, you know, docked next to that ship, you could still report it. I so I don't know what the situation is. My point is if it's dangerous, it's not something that should be encouraged and it's something that should be uh should be reported. But um if their feet were under the railing, which I think I've seen pictures of that, and that's what I thought, you know, you were referring to no. and you may be No, their feet are they're dangling. No. They're sitting on the ledge and their feet are dangling uh against the glass. Huh. Yeah, because yeah. I can see uh losing a shoe, you know, that's not ideal, but okay. So it's it's dangerous. Yeah. But but to your point about this culture of report uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's a difference between reporting it for the sake oh, of no looking out for someone. No issues with the reporting of it, 100%. I'm with you on that. And, and and taking a picture of it or something and going to social media, making a movement, uh, you know, grabbing your pitchfork. I mean, and you see that play out everywhere. It's not just associated with cruising. And, and my recent example is, and I debriefed you on that cruise already, you know, on the uh, – getaway in February when we were supposed to, we had the forced disembarkation in Miami to go through customs before reboarding. And ev I've never seen, I mean, I've seen it outside of cruising, but I've never seen how people can be so vicious in a Facebook cruising group than that day. I mean, people were taking photos from the terminal of people on their balcony, uh, you know, threaten like threatening them because they're they are blaming them single handedly for their not being able to get back on the ship. Uh, you know, do you work for the cruise line? Is like that's what I ask myself. And and the cruise line has a role to play in making sure people are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yes, as a pass, you know, passenger to passenger, we can look out for one another in a friendly way. We, if you're doing something dangerous, if you're intoxicated, whatever. There's, but there's a boundary to me and where it becomes 
where it becomes a mind, you know, mind your own business versus overstepping, you know, and, and I see that, uh, I see that a lot more in these cruising social media groups. And I just choose to turn a blind eye to it. I don't even care anymore. You know, some people argue with me. I had one guy, maybe he's a listener. (laughs) He argued with me for a while about how the ice rinks on Norwegian are fantastic and how he hated Royal Caribbean. And I'm like, what is this guy talking about? Now this is not as big of a deal as, as kids off a balcony, hanging off a balcony, but I'm like, dude, you just, you don't know what you're talking about in a friendly way. I didn't say it like (laughs) that, but that's when I realized I'm not putting in all this effort to be, you know, super involved on social media, especially with cruising. You know, you get to a point where you do it so often, you just let people think they know what they're talking about. It's like, whatever. It's like, you're at the bar on board one of these ships. I get it all the time. Someone comes up, you know, it's their second cruise of the year and they try to talk to you as if it's a competition. And then like 20 minutes later, I'm like, oh yeah, it's my 10th. And it's like, I don't do it like for the enjoyment of it. I don't, I don't see it as enjoyment. But it's like, what are you trying to prove? It's all these kind of, we could have a whole episode about cruising etiquette and all of these kind of annoying kind of people that you encounter and and their behavior, whether or not it's acceptable. So I just stay in my lane. I do my own thing. I don't, I don't get bothered by anything. Yeah. You know, some people are bothered by the, the new port stop being added on this sailing in September. I don't care. I'm just rolling with it. I really just choose to not care. If I saw kids dangling off the balcony, if I felt it was, you know, they were endangering themselves. Who knows? They snuck pot on the ship and you don't know the situation. Yeah, I'd report it, but that's it. I'm not taking pictures and going to social media. Right. And it's like, yeah, these, these kids look like they're about 12, 12 years old. And yeah, it, it does look like a dangerous scenario because one of them's actually holding on to the low lang- low hanging ceiling. Ah, and holding down, right? Yeah. And and hanging down that is yeah yeah I did see that so it's like what what are we uh what are we doing but at the same time like okay these are kids and again growing up I could tell you and again I'm a Gen X guy so our parents notoriously let us run free and I could tell you that you know that's half the reason I'm horrified to be a parent I'd be like I th- I really I thought of the stuff that I did as a kid and the roofs I would climb and the trees I would climb and the the, the the dangers that I would get into just thinking that you know what oh well and then what is it what what are we going to you're going to act like you know think about you as a kid were you was anybody watched did you did, did your parents at some point leave you to your own judgment or were they following you around monitoring you you know 24 7 so like what what happened to teaching moments teachable moments why can't we just hey this was dumb parents kids let's sit down royal caribbean uh you suspend them talk to them give them a strongly worded letter uh tell them that okay they're banned until further notice until we have a conversation and you make us understand that you realize that it's dangerous to sit off the side of a balcony especially when you're in port because you know you don't want to fall into the sea at any time of the day night or evening but at that point you have a shot uh if you're falling down to the um you're going to ruin a lot of people's day if you uh if you fall off that thing and you're docked in coco k so i mean that's just uh, of course we got to deter that type of behavior but 
You know, I think it's just a matter of people. If I'm going to take the time, well, I am going to write. I'm going to be heard. I'm going to get my little fingers ready, and I'm going to do some. You know, I'm going to get on the uh, keyboard. I'm going to get out the keyboard, and I'm going to write, and I'm going to be heard. But if I'm going to be heard, I really got to come with it. I got to be strong. I got to be. You know, I think these people think that you know this is the mark I'm leaving on the internet today, so I'm going to make it count. I don't know. It just bothers me. I think. We just have to, like I said, the best way I could say it, and I'll, I'll, I'll summarize it by saying that, let's see what they did wrong and let's get in touch with them and let's use this as a teachable moment and let them know why we cannot, you know, allow this type of behavior, you know? I agree. Um, I agree completely. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's change gears and talk about something that's maybe top of mind for some people. Of course, it's making the media nowadays i think i even mentioned it a few times you know retiring at sea or getting to a point where you can really cruise often and uh and i think for everyone it looks differently uh, you've got you know you've got people like super mario at sea for every week except like two a year and then you've got a, a mix of people that are cruising you know maybe 20 weeks a year uh decent amount still and and uh maybe they're working or they're working remotely or they have some sort of way to, to make passive income and comfortably sit on a pool deck and, and, uh, and still get by. Uh, for me, I'm working, obviously. Uh, Tommy, you're working, so can't quite get to it, uh, get to it yet. But for me, I have an interest in cruising uh, long into the future. I could see myself retiring and really committing myself to traveling. Now, that could look... Uh, that could be with cruising and land-based vacations, uh, a number of things. I mean, there's a lot of places I want to see that I can't see while cruising. So I don't want to commit myself fully to, to only cruising, um, you know, as a, as a means of travel. But uh, yeah, I could see myself doing it and it takes a certain lifestyle. I think I don't, I know I have a certain lifestyle just cruising 10 or, you know, 10 to 12 weeks, uh, weeks a year. And I'm in a rhythm and, you know, you do things at home that set yourself up to do that, to be able to, to commit yourself to cruising that often, but it's nowhere near what other people are doing. So I'm often amazed at, at how people can manage a land life and sea life in the way they do. Uh, have you given it any thought? Do you think you could spend a, a long period of time at sea? Do you see yourself uh, when you're older, maybe retire, you know, retiring and, and sailing? I guess, I, what's your perspective on living on a ship? You know, it's kind of a mixed bag because I definitely do. And to me, it's almost like coffee. It's weird. I'm a weirdo. Uh, we all know that already, though. But, like, I do love my morning workout and then afterwards getting showered up and then getting that large iced coffee. And, like, I know how much I look forward to it. I know how I like the way it tastes. I like the little, little, little euphoric rush I get from it when it's mixing with the bloodstream. You know, that's m still kind of like, uh, you know, the, the elevated heart heart rate because of the workout too. You throw the caffeine in there. There's a little bit of a, of a euphoria I feel with it. But contrary to that, on my like fifth, sixth day of that, I start to get a little sick of it. So what I do is I, I give myself like a little bit of a tolerance break, and I'll like, you know, maybe I won't drink coffee on Friday or for uh, Saturday and Sunday. But then Monday I'll have that, you know, re-energized, rejuvenated thirst for that coffee and I'll love it and it'll hit the way it's supposed to hit. 
So I look at it like cruising like that. Like I could do it all the time. I could definitely do it full time at some point. But as of right now, I am on a cruising tolerance break uh, by design. Yes, of course, I'm working and I can't go on a cruise right now if I wanted to. But at the same time, I had a mindset. I had kind of a hankering to maybe stop cruising for a little while, not be such a serial cruiser and really, really do it like I used to do when I first started cruising and Oh boy, 100 days, 80 days, 60 days, 40 days, 20 days until we're cruising and kind of live that life a little bit. And I got to say, I've been loving it. But, you know, talking about deciding to live on a cruise ship, which I fully believe I, I am perfectly able to do. I think it's interesting to try to imagine what that would be like, because we all know what, what it's like to be on a cruise. But, and we all know the basics like, all right, now I'm living on a cruise ship. It's all you can eat. It's the same, you know, you're basically your, your, your environment, your ecosystem is confined to that cruise ship. Uh, you know, that that's where you live and the basics, but what are some of the things and you know, they're there and some of them you won't know until you actually did it. But what are some of the things that you would encounter living on a cruise ship lifestyle wise that you might not expect? Can you think of anything that you might kind of, you know, oh, I didn't realize, you know what? I never thought like, I never thought it would, I never thought when someone comes up to me and says, address, what's the answer? You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Do you have any of those that you could think of at all? Yeah. I mean, first going back to your, to your original thought, I, I didn't, I didn't actually think about it that way. And, and I remember how excited I get, I got about cruising before you know i got it i started cruising so often and now it's almost like i don't want to say a job trust me it's something i enjoy way more than my job uh in terms of preparing for these cruises you know i'm always shopping around for the next deal i'm always you know setting reminders when i can check in you know x days before the cruise when can i book my dining when can i book my shows that's the kind of traveler i am so i, I that's fine I, I make a choice to do that but I wouldn't say I get this sort of crazy excitement uh, anymore. So maybe I have to test out your uh, your uh, your approach and 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 take a break for a little bit. And and me a break two three four months would be probably enough to get back to, <laughs> right. to that excitement. Uh, getting on board first. I remember like jumping. On, I remember taking the first step on board, and it was like this euphoric moment. And it's just not the same when you do it often and 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 to back so to your second half uh, of your comments yeah i don't know what it looks like because i'm always really getting on and off i do it frequently but i'm not i've done back to back so let's say 14 15 days but that's really the extent of my cruising time you know consecutively uh so I don't know what it's like at all to get on a ship for two or three months and uh, or even longer. But I can imagine there's you have to really rethink your whole lifestyle. You know, laundry, I'm sure they can take care of some of that on board. But, you know, you know, what are you going to do when you want to Amazon Prime something like you do at home? Oh, I need X, Y, Z. You know, oh, I'm not in port for three days. Just changing the way, you know, that whole dynamic is is interesting to me. I also thought about, you know, you'll stay. You're, you're something that remains. 
the crew can often leave, but let's say for the most part, they're consistent as well with you. Uh, but the other guests are coming on and off, right? So you're on a ship. I can see that as being like uh, mixing it up a bit and, and that being an exciting, you know, turnaround day being an exciting uh, change, you know, to keep it kind of, uh, keep it kind of uh, relevant or, or, or mixing things up a bit. Um, but I can also see it as being a bit lonely. And I'm saying that lightly because I solo cruise pretty much for the most part. And I'm, I've not been afraid on your show, you know, on your show to say that I enjoy cruising alone sometimes even more than taking a friend or family. But at the same time, when you're on board, even if you were, you know, with your husband or wife or kids or whatever, whoever you're cruising with, I can see you being lonely at times, you know, because these people come and go and you're still on the ship. So I don't know how that plays out. I, I, I don't quite, I don't quite know uh, what that looks like. I've done a back to back a few times, but, but yeah, I can, I can imagine that you're, you're redesigning your lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. The loneliness factor is something that, you know, a lot of people don't like to talk about or don't like to admit. Uh, I, I've been lonely sometimes on cruises when I'm with other people. There's just a certain feeling. And it's usually, you know, at night, sometimes, in, in my opinion, and just the way I look at it, like when you're out there, you know, you're truly, you know, you're, you're at, you're at the mercy of nature and you are in the middle of an ocean and ocean is a very, very powerful thing. And the sun and the stars and the moon and everything is around. So there's a little bit of an isolatorial as I continue to make up words feel when you're out at sea and you know, you can go two ways with it. You can kind of embrace it or you can kind of like, let it, let it bother you. And I think I'm a firm believer in a lot of those reasons are why people who just, you know, just basically shit on cruising all the time. That's some of the reason why, because they're calling it this and calling it that, but they don't know how to handle the emotions of a cruise, in my opinion, whether it's by themselves or with other people. But, you know, you just have to, in my opinion, embrace it. It's almost like my rainy day scenario where if I have a cruise for eight days, I love it when there's a just a tropical force downpour on one of those days and you put on some good music some slow music rainy day music and you just enjoy the rain you know you gotta you gotta embrace that because that to me is what sets you up to be able to really really embrace it when the sun comes back out and things like that but it is it is interesting you're right what you say about you know what i call it like community like you know the, your townspeople when you go out and you run your errands whether you're in the bronx or whether you're in nashville tennessee or whether you're in you know, uh, omaha nebraska you have your routine you're in your car and you're driving around you see this one you see that one or you know you're walking through your neighborhood you go to this bodega you go to there you go here and you see the same faces and uh yeah on a cruise on a cruise ship if you're living there it's like okay Sunday, new bunch coming in. Hopefully we roll the dice and we get lucky with this new bunch. And I wonder uh, what it's like when, yes, the only constant is the crew. But I would throw this back at you. Like, I do know when you cruise solo, you've said this before, that you do take a, a lot of appreciation into bonding with the crew. I would imagine this gives you a real, real good chance to bond with a lot of these, you know, the, these, these, the hardworking crew that's on these ships, right? Yeah. It gives you even more reason to, 
honestly, because you're going to set up, you know, you're developing a relationship that'll last whatever, three, four months. Uh, So you've got, I don't look at it as something to gain uh, necessarily, but you have more to gain, I guess, if you're on board for a longer amount of time and you really commit yourself to getting to know those people that are constant, like the crew. Uh, I could see myself um, really enjoying that, uh, but in a short amount of time still. I I just can't see myself, at least at this point in my life, being on a ship for four or five, six months. I I think maybe three months. I don't know. It's a test and learn, right? I I, I don't know how I'm going to react to it until until I'm on it and in the moment. Right. You know, maybe the first three, four weeks are great, and then I get into this lull, and then, oh gosh, I'm getting off in four weeks, so I got to take advantage of the of the next the last four weeks. For example, I could see myself kind of in a high low kind of pattern, uh, or you know, I drank too much here this weekend, so the next three four days it's a it's a recovery. You know, I I don't know because I also have to change the way I travel when you do that for four months. I mean, you can't overindulge. You can, but it's going to be short-lived, quite literally. You can't just overindulge three or more meals a day, drink package for four months. I mean, I I just, I, yeah, you'd need self-control because that, uh, that, that would not end well. Yeah. yeah. I I like, uh, I have an excuse for overindulging now. I mean, I really don't though, because I joke all the time, you know, you, I'm in, I'm at dinner and they come up and they say, you know, you want dessert? I'm like, no, 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 thanks. Like in the back of my head, I'm like, I have another cruise in two weeks, five weeks. Like I'm really trying to, to watch myself. Oh, you're on vacation. Come on. You know, that's the typical response. It's like, no, I really, really like, you don't know. And then you, you don't want to sit there and explain it to them, but yeah, it's, it's, it's already getting to me, I guess is my point where you're starting to question, okay, do I want that dessert? Do I want to eat three meals a day? Can I get by with two? Uh, Can I maybe get a little more active than I am uh, now? So you have to approach it totally differently. And I don't know if I'm quite ready to do that. I don't, I can't do that with work, unfortunately. Uh, or financially yet, but I don't know whether I want to do it or not. Yeah, I would, I would, I would throw that at you. I would throw that question at you. And being someone who cruises probably just as much or more than anyone I know, like, do you? How do you? How do you do that? Like, because I do. Even if I do, I'm cruising. I think the most cruises I've gone on in a year is six, uh, and that's a lot. That's you know every other month for the average person. That's a, that's a lot of cruising. And I've always, when I was doing one or two cruises a year, it was always like, yes, it was a week of indulgence. And it is rare in your everyday life when you have somebody shoving food in your face, drinks in your face, desserts, everything uh, for free all the time. But you have to navigate that on a cruise ship and you have to manage that on a cruise ship. Um is that a struggle for you when you do, cause you're doing it in real time. You're actually taking these cruises. Um, so you do, do you do find yourself in those situations? Do you, where you have to turn down, turn down things you otherwise wouldn't, uh, on a cruise in what you would normally say, Oh, well, I want to cruise. Why not? But you well, you know, I'm often on a cruise, so I better kind of, you know, I guess exercise some restraint on a lot of that stuff. You find yourself in that situation and you are successful with it. I do. No, (laughs) I do. I do find myself in that situation. I'm not, uh, 
you know, and, the, and this is a safe community, but I, I'm not the healthiest guy. Uh, uh, and probably it's, it's because of uh, some of the cruising, but uh, it's, it, those are choices we make, you know, and, and I think um, for sure I overindulge when it comes to the drink package, uh, not as much when it comes to uh, eating on board, actually. I'm, uh, I'm not ordering, I'm not going, I'm not eating three meals a day. Part of that may be because I want to sleep in. So I, I opt out of breakfast. Um, but yeah, and then you limit the number of courses. I mean, I see some content creators, they're, they're going to dinner, they're ordering like six, seven courses. Maybe if I did that once a year, I, I just, I can't even, I, I don't know. To me, I, yeah, I, I'm already in those situations where you really have to exercise caution. Um, and I have a lot of, uh, a lot of room to go. Uh, for sure, because the drinks, the drinks. Uh, yeah, no, again, I, I get you, and that's why I bring it up selfishly because I am trying to find that sweet spot. I know that when I get back into, you know, cruising more often than I do now, that that is a thing, and it has been a thing, and I'm already thinking about it. Like, you know, how do I find that sweet spot where I can actually get the most, get my money's worth of the cruise, make sure I do enjoy everything I do enjoy about with cruising, but also kind of, I guess, you know, keep a keep a lid on keep a tent on the circus, you know, keep the tent from blowing off. And the value's there. You know, some people get on board and like I'm I'm okay with you know, however many drinks. Everyone's different. It's like I'm okay with taking a day off here and there. I'm okay with skipping a meal. And you know, I give them credit, but there's some cruisers that just maximize, but it, they over you know, they're on overload in my opinion. There's one, there's one thing, it's one thing to optimize a cruise or take full advantage, get your value. And then there's another to be like taking too much too too advantage, you know, if that's the right way to say it, uh, because then you're losing out in other ways. Cause it's, to me, some people it's like, Oh, you're relaxing on the, on the pool deck. Oh, I got to get up and have lunch. If I don't have lunch, I didn't get my money's worth. It's like, yeah, but do you want to have lunch? Like, let's just take a step back here. You're enjoying yourself. You're not hungry, but you're going to go force yourself to eat. I mean, and I'm just not that kind of traveler. I just, so I, I think there needs to be balance. And when you do it long-term, especially, yeah, you need to exercise uh, some uh, some uh, constraint, you know, uh, because even now in real time, port days, I'm usually off the ship. I maximize my time in port and I'm active in port for the most part. I mean, I'm walking around a lot. It'd be different if I just stayed on board and I know those cruisers and you know, everyone's in a different situation. It's not, I'm not to shame anybody, but there's some that stay on board the whole cruise and that's fine. But I mean, how much walking are we doing? I mean, let's, let's try to get off the ship and move around a little bit. I mean, I don't know. Everybody's different. I think again, I started the sh- started the uh, we started the show by saying it you know cruising something really special, and it's a place for everyone. And I think everyone's welcome, you know. And and you have to assess what you want to get out of a cruise, and uh, and you have the right to do it. And and everyone will support you in doing it. So, um, but it, you bring up a good point, uh, a lot of a lot of great points actually. And maybe I need to reassess some things on my side. <laughs> Here's and that's not the purpose. I was just like again, it was like selfishly because I'm just kind of like saying, all right, you know, 
there's a way, there is a way to pull this off. There is a way to say, okay, you know what? I could cruise, but I could still eat sort of clean. I could still indulge and have a good time and get banged up to the level I like to get banged up at, but maybe with some off days. So it wasn't like to, you know, analyze or, you know, you know, go get introspective on, you know, what am I doing? Because yes, we all make decisions. We all, you know, some people, their best life is making sure that their body is a well-oiled machine 24-7 and that's the high that they get. And I have a huge admiration for those people. That ain't me. That ain't how I do it. I like to try to get into that a little bit. I like there is uh, enjoying the certain euphoria that you do get after a good workout, things like that. But we all know, you know what I mean? We all know how I do it and, you know, how I live it and what I what limits I push it to sometimes. Again, all we're out here doing is trying to find that happy medium. I got another one for you. What do you think about the um when you're on when you're on the ship and you're floating around the ship and again, those people that are on board, they become your quote unquote townspeople. They become your villagers. They become the people that you interact with every day. Now, I think we can agree that when you're on vacation, a lot of times in certain ways, not always, but certain ways, you're a little bit of a different version of yourself. You're probably in a very, very happy-go-lucky mood. A lot of uh, times I remember I talked to um, – uh, what was her name from uh, – a, a, a YouTube channel called Tourist to Local. I think it was Julia, and uh, she used to work on a cruise ship, and she was like, you know, uh, you know – these guests, you know, they turn their brains off when they're on a when they're on vacation. They just turn their brains off. I know I'm guilty of that, and people are just like, you know what? I'm not challenged right now. I'm not trying to be challenged. I'm just living my life the way I like to live it. I'm turning my brain off. I'm getting a little banged up, um, wide eyed, bright eyed, and bushy tailed, going from one fun thing to the next. Long story short, long question short. If you're the only one on the cruise ship that is not necessarily on that type of, you know, once, twice a year vacation, do you begin to despise your fellow cruisers as they come in? Do you start getting sick of that personality type that's just carefree, bouncing their way around the cruise ship with, you know, asking dumb questions and doing dumb things and saying things? You know what I mean? Do, do you know what I'm saying? Do, do you think you can get sick of the gen pop that you're interacting with every day? I don't. I don't think I could. I mean, I, like I said, it's all relative. So, for, for in my experience, I don't. I don't really. Uh, that doesn't really irritate me that much. In fact, I. I usually try to, in a way, I admire. In a, in a way, I admire that quality and, and that and that way of cruising. And I still try to stay true to that. Uh, well, for what's positive about that way of cruising, um, of course, there's some some downside to turning your brain off uh, and, and kind of floating, floating around the ship with not a care in the world. I mean, that can, that can uh, bite you uh, at Get times. Get you in trouble. Sure. <laughs> yeah. In a lot of ways I, I can imagine. Uh, but I, I don't get, I don't get irritated by it. I'm very open uh, to answering questions or, uh, you know, I don't get annoyed by, you know, these people that really don't know what they're doing, I encounter it all the time, right? I'm, I'm in a routine. When I get on these ships, I've often been on that, uh, on the ship. I know where to go. I know what to do. I know, you know, I kind of am an expert in a lot, uh, in, in a lot of ways. And do other people slow me down? Do they get in my way? Do they stop me and ask a dumb question? Yeah, but I, I really don't care. 
and I think maybe that's part of what I'm trying to say is that I try to still be that cruiser at, you know, the young Ryan getting on a cruise and really being amazed by this other world. That's how I always viewed it. And I still try to approach every cruise in that way, you know, at the core and see it as a new opportunity and, and it's a shared community and, and yeah, there are definitely going to be people that piss me off, people that are stupid, <laughs> people that cause fights in Spice H2O at the, at the glow party uh, and get on YouTube and, and you can see me in the video, by the way. Uh, yeah, there's plenty of people and I always respond to it as it takes all kinds to fill a ship. And that's what I said. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, again, that's the very, very, um, it's a very nice way to go about it. It's a very, very nice way to put it. And I do agree that that is your way. Um, I just know me. And uh, yes, I, 85%, I, I, like I said, I always say to people that I cruise with, especially since, you know, when I was a little bit more intense, you know, running these restaurants and bars and there was, you know, I mean, you know who's you know who's not happy go lucky the mate the head maitre d or you know the executive chef these are not people on vacation having a happy go lucky time and that was a little bit of my type of mentality so that's why I like to kind of turn my brain off when I'm on a when I'm on a ship but I'm just wondering myself and knowing me just getting uh just walking around the ship and maybe it's month five. Or maybe it's month 14 and I'm walking through the Royal Promenade and I'm hearing somebody say on the serenade of the seas, you know, this is the largest ship Royal Caribbean has, right? And then someone with them is like, oh, wow, it is. Wow, I didn't know that. You know, that type of thing, I, 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 that's a character flaw on my part. But yeah, <laughs> it starts getting sick of these people. But, you know. Kudos to you for being able to have the. Uh, I can see it. Yeah, I know. I can see it, and it's. It depends on the day. I guess. <laughs> that too. That uh, too. But that's. I guess my comment earlier. Yeah, my comment earlier about the people trying to prove themselves, you know, cruising that that does irritate right. me, um, because to me it's just you're not accomplishing anything by, and I, I don't know what the motive is by trying to do that. Um, sometimes and, and, and I'm don't want to think ill of, every, of everyone who does that kind of thing, but, but yeah, I mean, it depends on the person and maybe that's my, I do, I do walk around these ships as a New Yorker and you can appreciate this. And that's why like, like uh, the September 3rd cruise, I'm actually the admin of the Facebook group of like 300 people. So I know on board, I'm going to encounter people. I've been answering their questions online. And uh, when you're in that kind of admin role people try to look out for you on board and fine i i'm okay with that i've done it plenty of times before and but at the same time i walk around the ship like a new yorker i'm on a mission i i don't necessarily make eye contact and it's not to be rude or unapproachable but i have gotten that feedback from other people that say you know uh, hey we saw you so and so, you know one place you seemed kind of uh uh, busy or you, you you were on your laptop working and whatever it's like just come on yeah and i don't know how to receive that really does that mean i'm i'm uh yeah i, I guess does that mean i'm unapproachable i don't know I, I don't really care because at the same time you made the decision not to come up to me and introduce yourself so right yeah when i listen to tony with lalita loca I, and man you want to talk about a a, a guy who kind of handles it 
as about as good as you can because you could say what you want. The guy's a humble guy from, you know, North Carolina, Florida, wherever he's from or whatever, wherever he lives. But he, he, you know, say whatever you want. He gets on a cruise ship. He's, he's freaking Brad Pitt. It's weird. It's bizarre. And, you know, he's going to get stopped every day, times a day. And yes, people are going to say stupid stuff to him. And yes, he is not a trained red carpet celebrity. He's a guy like us. And when a guy just starts hearing dumb, like he talked about the one time he's trying to play craps, he's trying to gamble, enjoy himself. And some guy keeps bothering him about, yeah, I thought you'd wear your flowered shirt. Where's your flower shirt every day? You know, I'm throwing that guy over the freak. I'm no, I'm not, but it's taking everything I can not to like literally snap on that guy. Hey man, how about I shove this shirt up your like it's just it would drive me nuts. But you know, some people are 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 better at handling it than others, I would say, and that's that that's an understatement. But I guess maybe let's get into some emails, right? Yeah, sounds good. I'm glad we have more. All right, let's do it. Hey, Tommy and Ryan, loving the pod. Do either of you have experience with cruise credit cards? I'm thinking about applying for one, but I want to make sure it's worthwhile to have a card. Best, Andrew. Uh, Andrew, short answer for me. No, I've never looked at, thought about, or entered into the world of having a cruise credit card. Any, uh, any intel from you on that, Ryan? Personally, no. My mom did have a, or I think does still have a Royal Caribbean credit card, and I know that can be pretty lucrative. Depends on your spend. You know, it's all it's how all these uh, credit cards work. You know, Hilton Honors, whatever. They all have this uh, program associated with it. And if you're interested in cruising and you and uh, and that's something you're interested in, I think it's it's uh, it's worth it. Um, it's worth it. I, I think on her Royal Caribbean card, we did we did take a five day complimentary sailing at one point. So I, I don't know what they're doing now. This was many years ago. Yeah, but I see the banners on the websites all the time, and on board they try to get you to sign up for one. And I'm I have no interest in it at this point. But I think the people that uh, that have them, they they tend to enjoy them. I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, and I would imagine with all the competition, I, I don't I, the competition increases over the years. So I would imagine if anything. They're probably getting uh, more aggressive than less aggressive. Now, you do have the other component to it, which is cruising has gotten more expensive. I mean, it's crazy. I just looked up summer cruising out of New York City to Bermuda or otherwise. There's nothing under a G, a G per person. It's all it's all gone up. The pricing, uh, The price of cruising, and again, as a cruiser, it saddens me, but as a fan of the industry – my hat's off, and I I am proud of. What do you think? These prices are getting crazy, huh, Ryan? Yeah, they are. I uh, I did look at a few Bermuda sailings out of New York. I've I've got some extra time to use up through the end of the year. I know that's hard to believe, uh, but um, I saw a few five day Bermuda sailings, and I'm like, all right, that's got to be more approachable than a seven day. They're actually priced more than the seven day, and I think it's because they're trying to take advantage of the people that maybe can't go for seven days. And those were quite appealing. They left on a Wednesday and, and, and got back into New York on a Sunday, I think. So you could kind of swing this long weekend uh, cruise. Um, but they were, I don't know, they were a ridiculous amount of money. I think that's specific to Bermuda. What you see now, and I'll, and I'll say it in real time, if you're interested in going to Canada, now's the time on Norwegian. There's a lot of approachable sailings from Baltimore, Boston, and New York as well as Quebec, 
Uh, I'm considering, I've got a few dates in mind. I mean, solo, you can get on board for $800 landed with the drink package. You got to search it. You know, if, if you're, if you've got time to, to lose and, and, uh, you enjoyed my commentary on the last episode, there's a lot to do in Canada. I enjoy it. The prices are really good and they, they've gotten rid of the single supplement, solo supplement on Norwegian specifically. They're doing some unique sailings. I will say, uh, they leave, you know, uh, Baltimore, Boston, or New York, end in Quebec, and you can opt for back-to-back to take it back from Quebec, or you can get home somehow. So that's, I think, why they're being priced pretty, uh, pretty low because I don't think they got the demand that they were expecting with these one-way. I don't want to call them repositioning, but they're <clears throat> they are in a sense, you know, starting from one port, ending in another. Um, but yeah. No, I, I recommend looking at those if if you're interested. There are seven day round trip New Yorks, and that's obviously what I talked about um, the in September on the Escape. The Escape I think is doing two months of round trip New York Canada's. They're not priced as aggressively as the others, but besides the Canada uh, destination and Alaska, actually is really, uh, really, really uh, affordable right now. If you if you're interested in Alaska, you're going to pay more for the flight than the cruise at least on Norwegian. Other markets, they're through the roof. The prices are very, very high. Bermuda, probably the highest. I think it's higher than the rest of the Caribbean from the last time I looked. I got to look into that because I thought I did look. I thought I did a search query to like everything out of New York, and I I thought I saw that it was more expensive than that. But you know what? I'm going to relook again because I think I – I am in the market. I don't know if I'll be able to take a quick cruise between jobs. I don't know, but I'm definitely looking into it and I'm trying to. Now, if I get this free MSC cruise, I don't know if the turnaround time, I don't know if I'm going to be able to redeem this cruise because I have a sailing set in mind. Uh, If I can, I will. But otherwise, I am going to look into exactly what you just said. 800 all in solo, including the drink package. Yeah, that's a, and what you said was interesting too. Like that's a very, very interesting take, whether it's accurate or not. Uh, just the thought of it alone of them pricing cruises on for five days higher, not because of any other reason than they will be more popular over the summer and the demand is high based on people's schedule. That's pretty crazy. People are, they're leaving money on the table for longer cruises in favor of shorter cruises because those are going to fill up faster. That's crazy. Yeah. It's part of their equation. I mean, that's why you see the holidays as more expensive. And, and I know I mentioned Super Mario earlier, but the few weeks that he's not on board a cruise ship, it's actually not because of any other element besides the uh, cost, which I was kind of taken aback when I heard it. Uh, in in the, he's got many interviews that you can listen to. I find him really interesting. He says that the few weeks that he's not on a ship is really because of the holiday pricing strategy from the cruise line. I would have expected him to say, okay, it's college spring break or or whatnot, you know, some other kind of uh, reason. But yeah, it's it's financials, and I think just like they're pricing the holidays to take advantage of, I, I don't want to say take advantage of, but they know their they know their product and they can get more for it in certain weeks on certain ships, on certain itineraries. And uh, right now you can see of even the Canada sailings that I'm referring to, they're all pretty cheap. Honestly, I'll just say they're cheap, not even affordable. They're they're really cheap. Of the, the cheap sailings, the sky out of Baltimore is by far the cheapest. 
and it's the longest sailing. I think those are 12 day sailing. So it's all about the product and the sky isn't as you know sexy as the escape or the joy, you know, so there, that's how it is. But if you, if you don't care about that and, and I appreciate the smaller ships, we've, that's when we met on a, on the gem. I mean, I appreciate the small ships, So that product is still very much, uh, uh, something I enjoy. And I, I was looking at those 12 day sailings. I mean, come on for 800 bucks all in with the drink package on a 12 day sailing. This is what I mean when I could really cruise a lot more if I, if work allowed and, and, uh, and, um, you know, and I kept control over the lifestyle on board, you know, yeah, I I see, I see these bargain prices. And it's funny because we just talked about how crazy NCL is doing in terms of uh, are approaching their pricing. And now this week, I'm telling you in real time in two or the last two or three days, they dropped, uh, you know, dropped to a third of what they were uh, last week. So check them out anyway. Incredible. Insane. All right, here we go. Ryan, a fantastic show. Tommy picked a winner for a co-host. Your thoughtful preparation was evident. I didn't write this guy. You would think I'd write. I wrote this. Tommy picked a winner for a co-host. Your thoughtful preparation was evident. With you two together, I can see always be booked moving up the ratings and listenership. Enough of the ass kissing. The new partnership will speak for itself. Boat drinks, Robert. Well, Robert, very nothing really to say, Robert, but uh, thank you for your kind words, right, Ryan? Thanks, Robert. Yeah. No, awesome stuff. No, I think I think I think I I agree. You know what I mean? It's it's definitely a good um, you know, this idea was hatched uh on a conversation we had in Atlantic City. And uh, you know, Ryan was always kind of I guess sort of indifferent about creating content from the first interview we did do for a Thursday conversation. I think there was a little bit of a natural uh, quality. The expertise is clearly there, but you know, a lot of people have expertise, but how communicative are you? How, uh, you know, not everybody's built to broadcast, but I think Ryan, you are a a bit of a natural and, uh, I agree. I think if we kind of did this and, you know, it's welcome to me, uh, have someone else, you know, to lighten the load as far as trying to fill this hour, hour plus, uh, frame. And uh, I'm looking forward to where this thing can go, right? Yeah. I, it's funny. I think back to when we were kind of having these conversations, I think I was clear, like, I think you even asked me, you know, uh, or you made a comment about how, while wow, you're just a cruiser, you're like you're not in it for any other reason, except that you really enjoy cruising. And you can't say the same for a lot of the content creators out there. And now they're, I mean, now they're getting an income from it. So I can really admire that, uh, you know, that as a, as an opportunity to, to survive. But uh, yeah, I would have never guessed I'd be making any sort of cruising content even, you know, two months ago. And uh, here we are now and it's fine. I'm having fun with it. I really am. And I'm glad that, that everyone's kind of, uh, you know, enjoying, enjoying what we're putting out there. But if you had asked me months ago, I would have said, no, probably seriously, like, uh, no, don't ask me again. Uh, but here I am and, and I am having fun with it and I've said it before, but thanks again for, for letting me in and uh, inviting me on the show. Of course, of course. And thank you, Robert. Uh, moving on. So the Hallmark Christmas themed cruise sold out in a day. I did not know this was a thing. My question is what Christmas movie cruise would be your and Ryan's favorite or first choice for a Christmas movie themed cruise. Say you didn't have to pay 
and the actors of your movie would be on the cruise. My choice would be either National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation or Santa Claus with Tim Allen. This is from Bob P.S. Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie. Um, This is why I love our community because this is – one hell of an imaginative question. So I guess the question framed, uh, framed, I guess, however, is if you were going to have a Christmas themed cruise based around a movie that would include the cast of that movie on the ship, which would be your movie? This is my first time reading this. Haven't given this a thought. Ryan, I'm going to try to act like we're in a restaurant and I don't know what menu item I'm picking. So I'm throwing it to you. What are you ordering? I like the Lampoon, uh, not to take an easy answer, but I, I really love that movie. And, and uh, I don't see myself on a themed cruise for the most part. If the Grateful Dead came out and, and did a cruise, I'd be on it. But, you know, you see all the Hollywood, uh, uh, or, or rather um, Broadway-style themed cruise. Uh, there are a lot of uh, music-themed uh, cruises. And then you see this Hallmark thing. Yeah, and I, it, it came up at work, too. Um, there was a lot of noise around this Hallmark movie. I'm surprised you didn't hear about it, Tommy, because it did. It sold out like immediately and they didn't expect it. They added, I think a second one and I I'm assuming that sold out too. So uh, yeah, it's always amazing to see these themed cruises. It's like at the beginning of the show, the wellness cruise that for all we know, they're going to do it indefinitely. I mean, you never know. Um, Wasn't there a home, a home alone Christmas? uh, Was it New York? Was that the Christmas themed one? I, it's not a traditional Christmas movie, but why do I think of Home Alone as being? Yeah, no, uh, they had one set yeah, around Home Christmas time, right? Yeah, I think the original one was right, right? Yeah, the original one, yeah, right, because I think the house is decorated for Christmas, and it's not a traditional Christmas movie. But I also really love Home Alone. I, I, I I'm an engineer, so the craftsmanship of all the traps he sets in that movie, I, I always admired <laughs> that, and how dumb those intruders were. Anyway. What, what what movie do you like? You a Christmas guy? I'm You've not- given me some time, uh, and I'm trying to think, and I'm actually going to give this some more thought through the week and maybe come up with a better answer next week. But I'm just going to go with what my favorite Christmas movie is. And um, I don't know if you are that hardcore of a listener that you would know the answer to this, but uh, the answer to my favorite Christmas movie is uh, Christmas with the Cranks. And uh, with Tim Allen, weirdly enough, because I guess, you know, he was also in uh, Santa Claus with Tim Allen as well. So I guess he's carving out a little bit of a niche for himself with the Christmas movies. But that movie uh, with Dan Aykroyd on the ship, with Tim Allen on the ship, uh, with the uh, easy on the eyes wife and the, the college daughter and, you know, the crazy cast of characters that just come along. If you haven't seen this movie, there's a certain level to the it's a it's a feel good christmas movie it will it will tug at your heartstrings but then there's also some just absolutely ridiculous humor you know the kind of uh dumb humor that's so dumb it's almost smart i freaking love it i love it and um you know it's uh it's 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 a good movie i love that humor too and i would i would love the i think that's what you get out of lampoon yeah yeah definitely um, but yeah, and, and, you know, and deck the halls is a good one too. Have you seen And that? hold on. Uh, Christmas with the cranks is a cruising movie too. Oh, right. They book a cruise, right? Yes. Or they were supposed to go on a the cruise. carnival Jubilee, I think is, or, yeah. or and it, at that point it was a fictitious ship. What was the name of the carnival <laughs> ship? I think it was the Jubilee. 
I think it was the Jubilee. If I'm not mistaken, maybe that's some trivia that somebody can know. But And ironically, there now is a Jubilee, but I don't know if it's the Jubilee. But uh, yeah, they were going to take a Carnival cruise, and they actually used Carnival, and they ditched the Carnival cruise and gave it to the you know the 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 suffering elderly couple. And then there was Christmas in it. It's just a hysterical movie, like the whole mob mentality of the pressure to put on Christmas and put your uh, uh, Frosty the Snowman out and this and that. It was a great movie, but yeah, I'm sure. I'm going to continue to think of it, and then based on who's in the cast, I'm going to change my answer, and I'll come up with something for next week that's going to be better than you know what I have now, which is kind of on the spot. How about Deck the Halls? Have you seen Wait, that? No. What's that one? That's when the neighbors compete to have the house that can be seen from space, and they decorate with lights. Danny DeVito's in it. Another great movie. Oh, I got to see that. I got to see that. That that's probably hysterical. Oh my gosh, you've never seen it? No, I'm not even. It's not even on my radar. I gotta, I gotta see that. Check the halls. You gotta watch it. I'm in. Danny DeVito, he 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 crushes it anyway. So anything with him, I'm in. And uh, yeah, I'll definitely be all over that. Hi, Tommy and Ryan. Love the show. In your vast cruising experience, what cruise line and or ship has the best Lido? Biggest pools. Best atmosphere. We have been cruising with NCL and have been a little disappointed in this aspect. And that makes sense if you're talking about the Breakaway or the Breakaway (laughs) Plus class ships. Uh, I have loved everything else but thought this was lacking. Was most recently on the Prima in March and heading on Joy in October. Prima had an extremely small Lido deck. We are coming to the end of our cruise next certificates with ncl and thinking about checking out other cruise lines thanks in advance jeff ryan lido deck what do you think the smaller now i'll just say specific well first off jeff you're not uh you're not helping when it comes to the uh ncl lido deck because that's something i've been hopping on uh tommy about after his vloggers cruise but uh, no i i actually tend to agree uh on the layout and and i don't think these mega you know the mega ships in general, I don't think the mega ships have great Lido decks. I mean, you think of Norwegian breakaway, breakaway, breakaway plus classes, uh, Oasis, you know, Allure, you know, the, none of them, in my opinion, have good uh, or great, I should say, Lido decks. I, I remember getting on the Oasis of the Seas for the first time in that split approach, which I think it benefits, obviously, the outdoor areas on the inside of the ship, like Central Park and the, and the, um, uh, I can't remember the carousel area in the back, the boardwalk. Uh, of course, that benefits those, uh, you know, those areas. But um, in terms of a Lido deck, you know, you have a band without any dance floor. You've got bars on opposite sides of the ship. Anyway, I, I, I think when it comes to Lido decks, the smaller ships tend to do it, uh, do it pretty well. Like I think of all the other smaller NCL ships, like the Gem and the bars right there, the pools right there. There's plenty of dance space. The band, you know, the band uh, pavilion is right in the middle often uh, on those smaller ships. It's not off to the side or on one side of the, you know, Lido deck. It's right in the middle. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's my that's my take. I, I also think Carnival does uh, lend itself to have some pretty good Lido decks, which is what, you know, we really discussed in terms of the Venezia having a very different Lido. And I, I think it disqualifies it now from being the best Lido uh, for sure. But I, I remember being on a lot of carnival ships. I, I, the open concept to me is what does make a fun Lido deck. And I, you know, what I do enjoy is the party atmosphere. And if there's room to dance and congregate, 
to me, that means more deck chairs during the day and more space to really get together and have a good time. And uh, all of these pool decks that have something in the way or the layout's a little tricky, uh, you know, they don't lend themselves to be that kind of communal uh, space. And, uh, and the Joy actually has a pretty big pool deck, too because they move their pool off to the side, which is an interesting concept. If you've been on the joy, uh, the pool is actually off to the side. They moved it on one side of the ship. So it's not your typical in the middle of the Lido and which leaves the whole, you know, space in the, in the middle for chairs and parties, etc. How about you, Tommy? You know, uh, it's a great question. It really, really is. And I'm going to say it like this. I'm going to offer, I'm going to give my one, I'm going to give my top four. I'm going to give my top four. And this is kind of uh, me just dreaming this up right now and thinking about it on the fly. And I'm going to say, number one, clear and far away. If you're just talking about the physical space, the area, not necessarily what they have to offer, not necessarily what entertainment's offered, uh, you know, the, the, the powers that be, the people in charge. The physical space alone, it's not even close. It's the MSC Meraviglia is the is the best little deck I've ever been on. There is a feeling about that ship when it comes to the high tech, uh, the high tech uh, LED screen, the sound system, the spreadedness out of it, just the the room, the spaciousness, the sleekness. It kind of gives you like a feeling of just like a. You know, you feel like you're in Greece a little bit on that thing. And it's just everything's all just pristine, clean, white. Even the Segway areas from which you move from one area of the deck to the other, they're wide open and spread out. And you just feel like, to me, it's the Grand Central Station of Lido decks. What do you think about that Lido deck, right? I, lo- I love it, actually. when you, As soon as you said MSC, I knew you, you were going to go to the Maravilla. I did enjoy that Lido deck a lot. And uh, it was really expansive. And I think, and I was going to say that about the smaller ships that tend to have that solarium area or the indoor pool, and then they leave the, you know, what's kind of left of it for the Lido, the open area. When I think of Lido, I think of that open area deck uh, or, or section of, of the top deck. And and the Meraviglia has a very large uh, open area there, and it's all centralized. The pools, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, bar is a bit too small for me, but but uh, the space is huge. Yeah, it's it's expansive. I I'm hoping that I get back on the Meraviglia. Now you have me thinking. Yeah, and you know they have the pizza along with it. All right, my number two is going to be the uh, reamp the amplified Freedom of the Seas because I could not agree with you more about the ineffectiveness of the oasis class ships you know with the split deck it does great for the ship great for space great for size and structural wonderment but it doesn't do anything for the lido deck specifically but if you take go uh down one class to the freedom class specifically the freedom of the seas because it was amplified and i happen to be a big fan of the lime and coconut concept. Now, with Royal Caribbean, they do take pride in widening out that Lido deck, making it pretty expansive. You have two full pools with an area in the middle. You have a bandstand, and you have, like and you mentioned, Ryan, you know, a, a good bar is important to you. And if a good bar is important to you, then that's what you're talking about when it comes to um, the lime and coconut bar. Three or four levels, even a rooftop component, 
And I love that Lido deck. Have you been on uh, Freedom or no? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, lo- I love it. I, I love those. Uh, and that's really Carnival, too, to me, with with the uh, the rum bar and, 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 you know, everything kind of right there. And the grab and go right there. You know, you don't want to overlook that either. I mean, everything's kind of there centrally. And a lot of ships you get on and, and you, they're sending you all over the ship to get, you know, X, Y, Z. Yep. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I, I do appreciate the, the double, triple, uh, deck yeah. bars <laughs> a little too much. No, what I would give a third to the celebration that I've been on carnival celebration. I'd give that third because similar, like you just said it, you stole the words out of my mouth, lime and coconut, very, very comparable to, um, the red frog tiki bar. You know, that I, I, again, these cruise lines borrow from each, each other. I'm a hundred percent sure that a uh, carnival saw the success of lime and coconut and borrowed it a little bit when they were constructing the red frog rum and tiki bar. I think that's definite. I, I don't, can't prove that, but that's what I think. But, uh, I'll take a little bit off of carnival because I think what carnival does as, as a little bit of a mistake is, I don't know. I don't know if I need the red frog rum bar and the, um, what's the other one? Red frog rum bar and the, uh, blue iguana tequila bar. You know, they, a little bit, they, they act a little bit in an obstructorial fashion when they're kind of just sitting out there. And if you're talking about just a very widespread open Lido deck, I think that while I do like those venues, I don't know if you need both of them just plopped right down on either side, flanking the pools. Uh, but you know, it's still beautiful. I love the red frog tiki bar and I love the, um, I love the LED screen. Great, great, great place to watch the movies under the stars. I think it's awesome. And then selfishly for my number four is the Carnival Splendor because that is just, like I said, a a guilty pleasure version of it just because it tugs on my heartstrings. I get nostalgic when I think about that ship. It is my favorite ship. And uh, when they would close that convertible roof and get like sort of like an indoor party. It really did something to the Lido deck uh, parties that would go on. And it, it kind of, you know, for whatever reason, they closed that deck. They would do karaoke, Lido, Lido deck karaoke. I don't know if you've ever seen or been a part of that, but with that roof closed, it kind of worked. And then there was this nostalgic smell I got from it. It was a mix of chlorine and pizza. And, you know, we, we joked the whole time because we were on, I believe it was deck 11 and the Lido deck was deck 10. And we just like, all right, we got ready at, you know, six o'clock and just went down to the living room. That's what it was like. We get ready, go out for the night, go down to the living room for a drink. And that's what we felt like. And then we would, you know, we, we would do karaoke on, on the Lido deck with like, you know, hundreds of people watching. It was fun, but that's my top four Lido decks. Um, but, uh, all right, what else? Let's, uh, we got one more here. Tommy and Ryan, wonderful to see you reboot the show. Glad to hear you bring back cruise content. The last episode was the best yet, and audio was definitely dialed in. The back and forth with Ryan makes for great cruise conversation. Thank you both for keeping ABB up and running all of us cruise for all of us cruise addicts out here. Thanks again, Joe. Joe, uh, again, you know, very, very complimentary, very, very appreciative. Uh, of this email and emails like it. And the only thing I can say is that feedback like this on my end, I could speak for myself. This is the type of thing that motivates me to continue to being able to 
carve out time in my my busy day to day and make sure that we get you guys a show every week. If it's like nobody's listening, nobody's feeding back on it, nobody cares, then it's like, all right, we get to it, we get to it. When when people send emails like this, it kind of gives me that extra motivation to try to get that content out to you guys. What about you, Ryan? No, I agree. I mean, I, I mentioned it, uh, and I assume Joe's referring to, to the episode, the last episode we did together. Um, I mentioned it in, in the solo episode, but we're so busy right now, right? And and even now, I'm in the middle of a lot with work. And, uh, you know, these are the type of emails that motivate you to really carve out a lot of time. Uh, to, well, not even a lot of time, but just to, to make sure that you're you're kind of doing this regularly and you make the time and, and stick to it. And uh, yeah, I appreciate the feedback. It's not to say that all of the emails need to be this uh, complimentary, but but it is a great feeling. And it's good to hear that, or good to know, I should say, that people are listening and uh, enjoying what we're doing. And I agree. I, I do like the back and forth. Uh, even doing it on my own uh, last week, I could see, you know, I felt for sure you were definitely missing. And I, I like the sort of back and forth and how we can, you know, you're bringing a new, unique perspective. I am too. And I like some of the questions that we ask each other. And it really gets us thinking. And I think it adds to the the uh, commentary overall and what the episodes can bring to to the listeners. Totally, totally. And I'll say this too, uh, before we wrap it up, um, you know, we really, and uh, should I say this or not? I'll say it. We don't, we don't prep. We really don't prep. I have a Google document that I put out there, put some ideas together. Uh, maybe I'll do some you know, news on my end that I just kind of like put up and maybe read out. Maybe I don't. Uh, but other than that, it's not like, you know, because of the fact that we are so busy, even today, you know, we didn't really do any prep. We didn't have anything planned. <clears throat> and I think the show, there's a component to that that does uh, make it good because it's spontaneous. But I think the show, what I'm trying to say is I think the show has a lot of upside too. As mine and Ryan, mine and Ryan's dynamic gets a little better and more, you know, because it can only go up as as far as you know, you know, us getting to know each other a little bit more and kind of like getting to know our styles and you know when Ryan's going to jump in and what Ryan, you know, the anticipation of what he might say and what I might say. I think that can only get better. But as maybe down the road we start cruising more, neither one of us have done a cruise since we've rebooted this. So like, you know, when we start cruising more and we start communicating more and maybe there's we, – we catch a little bit of a uh, – you know, we're able to take a proverbial breath of fresh air from our busy schedules and, and we're able to maybe, you know, spend a half hour a week into prepping what we're going to do. I think the show – can get way better than what it is right now. So I think there's a huge upside too. But on that note, you know, we're starting to run a little long here as uh, I've been known to do. But I want to thank everybody for listening. As always, again, check out the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. It's a group on Facebook. You just request to get in. We'll let you right in. And then you could be part of the fun. This is our community. Join us. Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. I have a Patreon, which I'm getting back to little by little. There was a wacky one last night. Bear with me. They're not all like that. Trust me. Some people eat that alive. Some people say, hey, Tommy, we went a little too far. But either way, <clears throat> that's uh, patreon.com slash always be booked. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. $8 a month. And uh, you get some extra shows. And you get thousands of hours of 
previously recorded content, some of which if I could, if I knew where it was, I would go back and delete forever. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Instagram, always be booked. YouTube, always be booked. If you want to book a cruise, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. And as I neglected to say before we started the emails, your emails are a lifeblood of the show. Please email me with any content, questions, corrections, concerns. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. We love the feedback. We love the yes, kissing stuff. Keep that coming, of course, please. But <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, no, anything you guys want to talk about, if you want to be a part of the show, the actual show, this is your way to do it. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Once again, thank you guys for listening. You guys are the best. Boat drinks. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away. I love your big problems, you got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot and I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away I love your big problems, you got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Jimmy. Perfectly good island somewhere Well, all ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies And pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear That I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. So get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the. So get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the police from